The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Haley Hubbard. Hi, I'm Jessica Diamond. This is our show, Meaningful Living, where we break down the overwhelming amount of parenting, lifestyle, and relationship information into credible and digestible knowledge and tools. Parenting is hard, and the thousands of decisions we're forced to make every day can feel daunting. While we've never had access to so much information, it's never been harder to find the knowledge we need to feel confident in the choices we make. We're sharing completely uncensored information here. It can be messy, but it's always fun and always real. Check out Meaningful Living anywhere you listen to your podcast. It takes a village and we can't wait for you to join ours. Let some things be retrograde. Welcome to That's a Retrograde. I'm singing a song because it's a special episode. Is it? Yeah, it's very special. First of all, hello, friends. We're both here this week. It's an exciting kiki, and we're going to have more people here as well. We are. Welcome to the show, guys. So great to be here. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Stephanie. And today we have a special episode of the podcast. We were able to meet and greet and connect with two amazing women. I was going to say girls. And then I was like, that's, 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 that's not empowered. Yeah. Steph. I've been trying to retrain myself. Yeah. With that like, but I also watch a lot of housewives and they're 60 years old and still refer to each other as girls. I so know. I don't like, know. When I call people girl, it's like such a sign of like camaraderie and love that I don't try right. to flag it, but I don't want to diminish them by saying that they're girls because they're full how about, successful women. How about people? We're Hum, all just people. Human people. There I think go. of myself as a perpetual girl because I doubt I'll ever feel fully grown up. So maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Like when I hear someone refer to me as a woman, I'm like, okay, am I a grandma? Like, do I have tits <laughs> down to my knees? What's going on? I'm not a woman. A woman has giant boobs and like saddlebags. I can't handle that. <laughs> I was trying to be PC and then I just fell off a cliff. That's, That's my whole life. That's not going to happen. It's not. I've I've stopped even expecting that. What am I talking about? Okay, stop. <laughs> Let's go back to what we were saying before, which is that we have two amazing women, girls, people, humans, ladies, ladies on the show today. We were guested on a show called The SOS Pod. And it is Molly and Alyssa. And they started their podcast in 2020 after they both manifested big life changes. And they decided to explore the human experience on a podcast. And Elizabeth, you know, we know that um, they told us this. So I'm just going to repeat it. They were listeners of our podcast and they felt inspired when they shared how much they loved us. We both started weeping during the recording. <laughs> we did. We did. <laughs> so we had the extreme pleasure of being guests on their show. and. Truth be told, we liked the conversation so much. Yeah. I felt, I feel like it just spoke so well to the moment, the progression of the show, where you and I both are now, things that we've learned, advice that we have for people starting a podcast or just maybe entertaining the idea of switching careers. It was yeah. just like, I thought it just like captured the moment so well totally. that- we thought, you know, why don't we try something a little different and take that convo and uh, air it for you guys? Because it's like, you know, we're, we're always doing the interviewing and asking the questions and we mm -hmm. don't often get to kind of share our perspective of what we've really like learned and gleaned over the years, which I think the more that you and I grow as individuals and the more that the show grows, like we're, we are more inclined to have that 
perspective of like just this the years on the road, you know, like knowing what it takes. And I'm so grateful that they were able to give us a space to share that because otherwise, like, I don't think that it really has a place to shine. So I'm just so happy that that they did that. And now that we're we're paying it forward and we're sharing that conversation with you guys and hopefully you can subscribe to their show. They're both so cool and so great. Talented. Yeah, so you guys can find them on Instagram at the SOS pod and they have a Patreon. So please check them out. They're fantastic ladies who began their show at the beginning of 2020 before, you know, the world took a turn mm-hmm. and they kept going and doing their show on a weekly basis, which we know how challenging that is. And I think to, to start something from the ground up is such a massive feat. So we just want to celebrate them and the awesome questions that they had and bring you the convo. Sick. So without further ado, this is SOS with Molly and Alyssa with guests Stephanie and Elizabeth from That's So Retrograde. All right. Welcome Stephanie Sambari and Elizabeth Cott. Thank you so much. Oh, hey, thanks. We have an audience. So because (laughs) I have listened for four years, I know your backstories, but And I know in interviews, you guys answer the same questions over and over and over. So I tried to get a little more, you know. Creative? Yeah, a little more creative with it. It's like not going to be creative. (laughs) (laughs) What's your last name? So I was wondering, at least for people at the beginning, um, coming from backgrounds, I know Stephanie in stand-up comedy and Elizabeth in fashion. um, What was the exact, if you remember, like a conversation or an exact moment, turning point where you looked at each other and you realized like, we're actually going to do this. Like we're going to kind of individually in our language on SOS, that's like your SOS moment of like when you were like, okay, we're going to actually dedicate ourselves to this podcast together. Um, When was the exact moment, Elizabeth? I think I knew more of like a feeling. The transition from putting fashion down in a fashion business down that I had was challenging because it was something I created. So that I had had for four years and it sort of felt like I, this like invisible death that I had to this idea being the, the fashion consignment business that I ran. And so I've had this like weird push and pull internally of just like, I know how much I love podcasting. And at the time, you know, this was five, six years ago podcasting was not a industry in the way that is now like to have a to say out loud like I want to be a podcaster I want to do this full-time this is what I love doing this is my act of service this is my call felt crazy to say but I just like knew how much I loved it and I really at the time we were getting so many emails from people and messages being like this changed my life because I heard this on your show and, you know, so much of that. And so I was like, okay, like this is locked in. Like, I feel like I'm in the pocket of purpose right now. Mm -hmm. So it was really that feeling, but then being honest with myself and like really going for it, I would say there was a probably about a a year of like weird transition Mm -hmm. of like hating the fashion business, but really Really, like I said, it felt like I was abandoning a child. So I just want to yeah. say to anybody who's like in one one lane and wants to move to another, like honor that because you're not doing yourself a disservice by just being honest with yourself and saying like, it's time to move on. Like yeah. that is perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Even when it's like 
so fucking scary to do. And and, and you think it, totally. there's no other options. Yeah. It's, it's, of course, it's going to be scary because it's a new, you're trying to do something new or put down something that's, you know, you've been doing and it's patterned in you. So yeah, I would just say like that. And it took me far longer to be able to say it out loud than it like than what I knew in my heart to be true. Right, right. And at the end of the day, it's it's scarier to imagine not ever trying than to do it in the moment, right? Yeah. I mean, it literally sounded insane at the time. Mm-hmm. Taking us back to five, five, six years ago to be like, I want to be doing this podcast full time. Mm-hmm. I knew a few people who'd made a living doing it, but nowhere near yeah. in the space of what it is now. So it was like a felt like this really bold swing to even announce that and like saying it to just a few friends even felt hard. But then it was it was I'm so happy that Mm -hmm. I kind of took what felt like the road less traveled. Yeah. Yeah. How about for you, Steph? Well, I kind of have two answers because my first answer is actually a specific moment that I recall us being in studio at our first podcasting uh, home yeah. air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> and something was happening where we had this young producer and she kind of wasn't paying attention and she seemed really hungover. And like, <laughs> she was our girl, you know, like we loved her, but like, we were really trying to like do something and she was like disinterested. And I remember getting filled with like, rage. you're so <laughs> mad. I was so mad because I was yeah. like, we're really trying to like fucking make something here. And you're yeah. like on this team and you're not like, taking it seriously present and you're not taking it seriously. And like, if you're really going to be here, like you really need to be here because we're actually really showing up. And I yeah. remember my rage surprised me <laughs> and like scared me. Cause I was like, Whoa, I'm like really fucking serious about it. it like reminded me of like being like the team captain of something. Yes. I'm like, no, like we have to win this fucking game. Like you need to like practice your swings, bitch. You know, like I was super like intense about like sports talk. Sorry, I played softball. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But like that, that was a real pivotal just like moment in time that I always recall as being like, whoa, like I wanted it more than I even maybe realized at other moments. And then it was only when I saw uh, the reflection of someone kind of not giving a shit that I realized how much I cared and how that felt disrespectful and like sad. So, and then Mm -hmm. we all had a really good talk and like that was a real growing moment, I think for both Elizabeth and I and for just in that particular situation and how we sort of realized that at the end of the day, like we can have this place, we can have this production company, we can be supported in whatever way, like framework, the illusion of support that we have. At the end of the day, it's going to come down to like how much we care. Right. Fuck yeah. Oh, that. But then to Elizabeth's thing about, you know, pivoting and transitioning, like looking back on my journey of stand up to now, and now I'm suddenly like, I think I want to do stand up again and like bouncing back. I'm mm-hmm. like, I wish I was just way more kind and gentle to myself about like, like everything that I did in stand up has brought me to the place where I can be hosting a podcast. Right. And right. everything uh, that I've done in hosting a podcast can bring me back to doing stand up. So it's like, I feel like we have this kind of, it's something in our brains where we feel like we need to have these like, you know, carved out moments in time for each thing. And it's like, yeah. not, it's like your life is a continuum and like, you're yes. going to be the, the thread. And so whatever like unique way that you express 
your desire to be a podcaster or an actor or whatever, mm-hmm. like it's going to come out in the way that it's meant to come out for you. And you don't need to create such hard lines around right. your right. identity. And actually, it's like a disservice to yourself because as you kind of like let go and actually go with your gut and your instinct about something, it's if it's in the flow of the universe, it like feeds into your other things anyway. They all mm-hmm. build each other up naturally. And so... Yeah, that that's yeah. Really... Even if you don't know exactly what it's building and exactly. why, right? And you I think that's don't. one of the best parts. And yeah, like I went through a full decade of a career in fashion, literally doing nine million things. Like yeah. my least favorite question was, "What do you do?" Because it was like uh, everything. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And <laughs> I, I know. had no concept of like why. I just kind of followed opportunity and followed the call. And then there definitely was a moment like 10 years in where I was able to turn around and be like, oh, I actually see what picture that was forming. Yeah. All those little strokes of all those little career experiences. And not saying you always need to have a clear picture, but it's nice to be able to look back and be like, wow, like all of this led me to be able to be stronger in what I'm doing at the moment. Right. Yeah. Right. And what I love about your podcast too is that obviously like we're obsessed with astrology and your podcast is such like a beautiful like astrology centered theme, but it has gone through like such awesome evolutions. Like I loved your episode on the artist's way. I'm, I'm, I'm a baby artist way user. Follower? Follower. Is it a cult? Um, the journaling gets me. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I kind know. of, it's, but it's, 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 it's fine. Um, so what was that like? Like in those evolutions in your podcast, so like when you're getting your feet wet in the world, was it weird? Was it, did you think like, could we talk about a lot of different because things? Because of how you, like you named it that so retrograde, was it yeah. an astrology name? But then like, because we're in our first year and we know you're just like, <laughs> oh, what are, what are we? Do we talk about this? Do we right. talk about this? Like how well, did you find Right. Well, the name was really more of just like a nudge and a wink to kind of what was in the cultural lexicon. And I think that that okay. is really kind of like the heart of our show is we're, Stephanie and I both innately, I'm going to toot our own horn. (laughs) We kind of always know what's kind of coming around the river bend in terms of trends. And that's so retrograde was really an exploration and how to feel good through exploring these different trends. Mm -hmm. And we knew we wanted to do a retrograde episode. So Mm -hmm the title spurred from that concept for the episode. And, you know, astrology is always a really fun lens to look at things and to elevate your energy and feelings around things and experiences. So that's been a mainstay, but I, we've continued to grow branches and, and, you know, leaves and flowers and roses. Yeah. Uh, Based off of our own interests, like if it's interesting to us, that is the mile marker in terms mm-hmm. of if it's going to be an episode and it could really revolve around anything. Yeah. And like that's so retrograde is also meant to mean, you know, we're all going to try to live our best life, but sometimes shit's retrograde, meaning right. it's fucked up and it's hard and it doesn't go your way. And like, yep. I think that in looking at the wellness landscape, you know, then and then way more now, you know, there is now it's kind of tilting in the other direction where mm. the the idea of perfection or whatever is obviously out the window. I mean, we lived through a pandemic where right. it's like, okay, we're clawing onto reality. Everything's fine. <laughs> yep. But, but I think the idea that you're going to make mistakes and that's going to be okay. And it's just meant to be like fun and loose and you don't have to mm-hmm. hold yourself to like an unattainable standard of glowiness or right. whatever the 
fuck your idea of of all that stuff is. It's not it's not that serious. We're here for like a blink of an eye on like the universe's trajectory. Like, yeah. yeah. And like seeing uh, hearing you guys talk about because obviously when you started, I know wellness is like a weird word because it's like cringy, but also accurate. <laughs> so it's like, right. It like, it just is that it's just, yeah, it's yeah. just the term, but and you guys call it <laughs> yeah. the artist formerly known as wellness, which I love. <laughs> um, because it's like, and I've seen in the evolution of your podcast where, and you guys talk about all the time, how, especially now you you're given, you have sponsors, you have your scent products and like, mm-hmm. and you, you interview people at different healers and different, and you're trying all of these things. And then there's kind of been the pressure at times to like, what is, what does Stephanie and Elizabeth do every morning? What's their morning routine or what's their, like, what do they do every week? Cause you build a community that now like really values what you have to say. And then I know that that puts a pressure on you guys to like, what is my morning routine? I'm trying a million <laughs> different things at once, but like, what do I do? And, my, and you guys have navigated it really, really gracefully. And I think that I'm curious, like that journey in your own minds, as you've done that in terms of like be, being softer on yourselves, while also being and not feeling like you're you're lying on the podcast saying you love this and you always do this, <laughs> but being like, was it an adjustment to be like, okay, I I did always do that and now I do something else? Like, because you guys are just evolving so much, but that's the journey you take everyone on. But I can imagine the pressures that have gone with that. I kind of feel like, well, for like the morning routine stuff and and the like you're saying, you know, what are we doing? It's like I always kind of just err on the side of like, literally, I'm just doing my best just like you are. Like I, some days I feel like amazing and I do all the morning things and I'm just like journaling and meditating and I'm fucking levitating and vibrating (laughs) and I'm like in the best space. And then like some mornings I wake up and I'm like, dear God, gravity is heavy. Yeah. Yeah. And I want hot Cheetos. Yeah. And I'm just (laughs) eating chips for breakfast. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and that's just fine. Like, so I think that I, we've never... I think that any person in this space needs to, it's great if you're obsessed with like your ritual and it's amazing if that serves you. But like, I find that some people do all that stuff because it gives their ego a boost of like, I am doing all of these things. And it's like, I'm not really interested in that at all. I'm just doing things to like keep the fucking lights on inside. So that's what I want to communicate with people is like, do whatever makes you feel good. And if sometimes doing nothing is what makes you feel good. Or sometimes you need to do nothing and then hit your own wall to realize you need to do something like all of that is your process. And that's super important. Mm -hmm. And then as far as like the products and stuff is concerned. um, Yeah. I think we just always try to keep it as real as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously sometimes we read ads with, for products that we're not using all the time, but we have tried them and we do like them. It's like, when you're getting ads for three different supplement companies, it would be weird if you're taking all of them. Right. Yeah, but it would, it always would be something that we know our audience would dig. Yeah, right, right. That's, oh, that's like, well, we're super particular. Mm -hmm. I think probably once a week we're turning down an ad Mm -hmm. that that comes. That's like this. That's presented to us that we're like, it's just not a fit for us. Yeah. But thanks for, thanks for your interest. Yeah. But, um, on the morning routine thing, I think that, you know, I, I think languaging around that is really important. There's a lot, especially in the uh, artists formerly known as wellness space that I find like 
so there's just so much shoulding yeah. that, that people project out into the world, especially on social media. Like if you don't have a morning routine, then what are you doing with your day? Like right. that kind of stuff. It's like, fuck that. Yep. Like yeah. set yourself up for feeling good the rest of your day. And like, whatever that looks like today, I watched Wendy Williams. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, she's a I bravo just girl. have <laughs> such a hard time. Well, Wendy's with something. How like the vernacular that's used like in this space. And I hope that Stephanie and I just provide an alternative way of looking at all of those yeah. things. I like, I, I love, obviously like morning pages has changed my life, but like, I'm not going to sit there and tell you that I don't skip it someday right. yeah. because I'd rather just like <laughs> do something else. Yeah. And I think it's about being gentle with yourself mm-hmm. in making that choice. And yeah, I know I'll feel better if I do the morning pages first thing, but I don't always do that. And that's cool too. I think I just don't want people to feeling like they should be doing something or they're doing it wrong. It's like, no, 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 there's no one size fits all. And that's been a big message that we've come to in starting the show as like curious and then really finding our own footing in terms of what we really think and our own point of view with things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that we run into that like a lot, even like podcasting, you know, it's just like, what aren't we doing? It's like, what, like, how do we keep up and do what we're supposed to be doing, but still being grounded in why we started this in the first place? And, and I, mean, like, I think the best thing you can do is just keep asking yourself, like keep keeping in check with yourself. Like yeah. if there's something that you think is lingering or you think there's something that you aren't doing, like just the conversation that you're having with yourself is the important part. Right, it's right. Not like the end result of, where you're going, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey guys, quick break. We're talking about a brand new partner that I'm really excited to tell you about. Have you heard of Function of Beauty? They are the world leader in customizable beauty, offering precise formulations for your hair's specific needs. So basically you go on their website and you customize shampoo and conditioner and it's so cool. So first you take a quiz Um, It's super thorough to tell them a little about what type of hair you have, what uh, hair, let's call them hair goals you might have, such as lengthen, volumize, oil control. And because your hair changes with the season, you can change your hair goals before every shipment. So next you choose your color and fragrance, or you can go fragrance and dye free, which I did. And this is really why this brand stands out to me so, so much because you can, uh, you know, leave out the fragrance, leave out the dyes if that's not your thing. Then Function's team determines the perfect blend of ingredients, bottles your formula and delivers right to you. And best of all, you can personalize the front. So the bottle I got, it says Function of Retrograde on it, which is really exciting to me. Anyway, every ingredient Function of Beauty uses is vegan and cruelty-free and they never use sulfites or parabens. And you can also go completely silicone-free too. So it's, again, it's like fully customizable and they have over 54 trillion possible formulations and Function of Beauty has over 50,000 real five-star reviews. So everybody loves them. I'm sure you've seen them, you know, out and about on your screens. That's how I discovered them. And Function of Beauty offers completely personalized formulas for body and skincare as well. So you can customize your beauty routine from hair to toe. So never buy off the shelf. 
just to be disappointed ever again, go to functionofbeauty.com slash retrograde to take your quiz and then you'll save 20% off your first order. That applies to their full range of customized hair, skin, and body products. So go to functionofbeauty.com slash retrograde and let them know we sent you and you'll get 20% off your order. That's functionofbeauty.com slash retrograde. Okay, so I am constantly on the search for a digestive enzyme, and I found a great one in our sponsor today. The brand is called Array, and I really love their formulations. They're 100% natural, filler-free, organic, and formulated by a naturopathic doctor. They have two products, the Bloat and the Calm. And what's really interesting is these were developed based off of what doctors often see in female patients. And what's interesting is both anxiety and bloating are basically on a viral loop. So being anxious sends your body into fight or flight, as we all know, we've been there, causing digestion to slow down. And then on the flip side, feeling digestive discomfort causes a lot of anxiety. So their products are holistically targeted for both issues. The bloat capsules, they optimize digestion with the use of five herbs and a fruit-based digestive enzyme. It's completely laxative-free. It's super gentle. It's really just designed to help you feel comfortable whether you're eating super healthy or, you know, eating whatever the hell you want. I'm really more in the latter phase right now. So just nice to keep everything moving. Also, the Calm capsules are a blend of four ingredients which relax the body and mind without making you drowsy. So it's great to take before a busy day or before bed or before an ad read even. Super cute packaging. We love that. So if you head over to Array.com, that's spelled A-R-R-A-E, and use our code TSR at checkout, you'll get 10% off. That's A-R-R-A-E.com. Use our code TSR, 10% off. You guys are going to love it. All right, guys, we are taking a little break to talk about a sponsor for today's show. And I'm just so excited because this is one of those times where I was previously, Elizabeth and I both were previously fans of this company. And now we're partnering with them. So it's just like a match made in heaven. We are talking about June Shine. I love it. June Shine is, if you don't know, a hard kombucha that is made with real organic ingredients and is truly unlike any other alcoholic beverage. They are transparent about every ingredient they put in their products and they are so delicious. They are good for your gut, gluten-free, full of probiotics. They think of themselves as the champagne of kombucha. They use green tea and honey as opposed to black tea and sugar for a smoother, less acidic taste. Oh, is that why it's so delicious? They have a bunch of flavors. The flavors that they have are chili mango. I've yet to try that. Iced tea lemonade. I love this one so much. It's like an afternoon pick-me-up. Blood orange mint. Really, really good. Midnight painkiller. Okay, midnight painkiller. This is my favorite one. It is a cocktail of pineapple, coconut, orange, activated charcoal, and nutmeg. And it is so delightful. I honestly like bring a box of them to every friend's house that I go to if I'm thinking that we're going to when I kick up our time a bit. Then I also love the hopical citrus, acai berry and ginger, honey, lemon. Okay. I love them all. Let's be honest, but I'm picking as a favorite midnight painkiller, second runner up iced tea lemonade. And then coming up on the third, I would say is blood orange mint or honey, ginger, lemon. I don't know. It's really hard to pick. You guys, you guys get it. You probably had them. They're so great. 
They are now delivering nationwide to your doorstep, which is amazing. Other hard kombuchas kind of irritate my tummy and these don't. Maybe it's because of the green tea and the honey as opposed to the black tea and the sugar. So shout out to Juneshine for just hitting all the stops. Now, obviously, this is an ad read. So we have a code and a discount for you, which is amazing because you can get delivered to your door, which I didn't even know and I'm obsessed with. So as a listener of That's So Retrograde, you will receive 20% off plus free shipping site wide. If you go to juneshine.com slash retrograde or use code retrograde at the checkout, juneshine.com slash retrograde or use code retrograde at checkout, you will get 20% off plus free shipping on any of their delightful products. I recommend if you haven't tried, get a variety pack, pick your flavor, and then become committed to that flavor as I am to Midnight Painkiller. Also, not to mention, they can be found in over 10,000 stores across the country, including Whole Foods, Safeway, Kroger, and Publix. So if you don't feel like ordering with our code, that's totally fine. But maybe you'll see them at your local grocery, you'll give them a chance, and then you'll order with the code. All I'm saying is Juneshine is a shit. We love them. Thank you for partnering with the show. Now let's get back to the episode. Was there a point when you were well into your podcast or maybe just a year in whenever this happened uh, for you two, where this is like, okay, this podcast is a, this is my job. And did that change the dynamic between the two of you at all? And like, you know, my, now my best friend is my podcast partner. Right. And like, does tension come up because of that? Like the difference in the dynamic of your friendship, because we fucking hate each other now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we don't hate each other. <laughs> Elizabeth and I were like family, you know, yeah. like, we think that working together, we both have a lot of respect for the other person and we don't always agree. Obviously, you can't yeah. always agree with one person. That's impossible. Right. And yeah. I think that we try to keep it as honest as possible. Obviously, sometimes we don't want to rock the boat because we're in a good workflow. But yeah. then, mm-hmm. like any relationship, you know, if there's anything underlying, it'll be like coming out. And so I think over the years, we've just done a really good job of like protecting our relationship. Mm-hmm. That's our friendship and yeah. like putting love into that. And then also knowing that we're going to be doing business and we're not always going to be doing it the same. And so also communicating right. about like what our individual rules are and mm-hmm. like how can she feel supported? How can I feel supported? How yeah how can we both use our strengths as different people? Because though we have like great synergy, we have different strengths, different interests, right. different people. So we have to just, I think it's like communication and respect. And like, there's no like competition between us. You know what I mean? There's yeah. no like weird, gnarly behavior behind <laughs> closed doors. Like there's nothing that's like insidious or shitty. So yeah. we're just dealing yeah. with like surface level personality comfort stuff. And yeah. I think that, when it's, when it's coming from a place of love, like you just work it out. When I hear people talking about, you know, working with friends and stuff like that, it, it makes me kind of sad because it's like something that her and I both, I'm talking about, you're like, you're not here. Are you here? Um, (laughs) Something, something that her and I both love, I think about the project and why it was able to get successful is because part of the reason why we were doing it. And we talk about that. We've talked about this recently is because we had this friendship that we were so excited to fucking work together. Like yeah. how cool is it that we got to go to work and be working with our friend and building with our friend? Like 
you're going to have to work and build something anyways. Like the fact that we had this like amazing opportunity to do it with someone that we love was like so sacred to both of us. Yeah. Yeah. Like I only ever want to work with friends. And I know that that's like goes against some like popular wisdom, but but like we employ so many of our friends, Mm -hmm. like our photographers, our editors, like we are like copywriters. Like we plug in our talented friends. Obviously we're in Los Angeles. The like, oh yeah, just surrounded by creative people. And to be able to do that is, has been one of the, my favorite things about like being at this point in our career that we can call upon like the most amazing people in our lives to like flex their talent. Yeah. And like growing your community. It's just, uh, Alyssa and I always talk about like dreaming of the day when there's a legit solid like SOS family. Like you guys have uh, mm-hmm. just a lot of interaction on your page and like Facebook groups and people that are, it's a whole family. Like it's a whole community. And then you're at the point where there's like inside jokes on your show. You know, it's really, you're just building a family and it's slow, but it's like, it's sharing like kind of the magic that we have together with yeah. like other people that like, right. Is that like an ego thing. I don't know. <laughs> Are we? Yeah, maybe. But, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but no. I was going to ask you guys hey. if there's any like in that shift um, from your worlds of comedy and fashion as the podcast became like your main thing, did you individually have any type of like, you kind of touched on it, Elizabeth, but like internal identity crisis in the sense of like, I'm a comedian. I'm, that's mm. my main thing. And I do a podcast and then do I, can I switch and do a podcast and also do comedy? Like, did you guys struggle with any of that in your head? N- not really. I mean, <laughs> yeah. going, like for me, I actually think maybe in the beginning, but now it's like, of course, like our show is a wellness deep dive that brings comedy and style. It does. Yeah. All in like the same place. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, to me, I'm like, wow. Like, and that wasn't deliberate. That's just kind of how the voice formed Mm -hmm. over the years. And so I am able to look at it now six years in and be like, wow, how cool that we brought like our individual life experience, our individual skills and our love for another and brought it all into this melting pot where we're learning and now teaching about something that's so important, which is like how we can all live a life that we feel great about. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. And Stephanie, you said you did feel at least at the beginning. I mean, I feel like just being a comic, it's kind of like a perpetual identity crisis. <laughs> <laughs> artist life because in general. Just, yeah. What? It sounds so easy. <laughs> no, yeah. No, it's just this very like vague kind of thing that, um, you know, you speak things into a microphone and they go into an audience and then it's never, it, you never kind of, it's intangible in that way. Right, so that's right. always something that, was a mind fuck for me. And then I would like try to capture that and then be obsessed with it. And then I don't know, like it was more that my hard time was unburdening myself from the obsessive nature of doing stand up and mm. the part of me that was like mean to myself about right. it. And that was like my big hesitation, even like having this kind of push right now to be like, I think I want to kind of maybe I think I might have more things to say again and I think mm-hmm. I might love that medium again and but I had all this fear like based on who I had been in that realm and how I had 
kind of boxed myself in with like limiting fear. And I, it's weird. I was like listening back to some of my old sets recently and I heard myself. It was so cute, Elizabeth. I heard your laugh on one of them and I was like, she's ah. always there just supporting me when I was bombing. Um, <laughs> like late night in the belly room, you know, you're just like the loudest that. laugher. No one's laughing. It's just your laugh. And I'm like, oh my God, bless her. <laughs> was it that loud? But uh, I, I used to kind of feel like I would get on stage and I, I could hear myself like, kind of in an, in an effort, a misguided effort to set the room to the energy that felt comfortable for me, I was bringing the energy down oh, and I heard oh. that. And I feel like that's a lot of why I would get into like kind of weird corners because I would bring the energy down. And when I was coming from like a lower vibration, my natural comedic mind wouldn't be writing in the moment like yeah. I do on the podcast, but like doing the show and having this just like stream of consciousness, like whatever, like I don't really, there's not I don't feel stakes when it comes to what we're doing. I feel right. very in flow and like supported. And yes, you you guys are on the other side. Just yes, yes, yeah. You know, like <laughs> I can feel, we can feel that even though we don't contact with you guys all the time, like obviously we can feel an energy of support. So like right. my work now is to uh, like bridge that ener- the identity crisis kind of by being like, okay, what do, what do I need to do to reset my energy in that in that particular situation. So I, I know who I am walking into it. Mm -hmm. I know who I am walking out of it. And my own identity isn't really locked into one of those things or the other. It's just like what I was saying before, which is like, it's just a kind of fluid experience of like, okay, I'm on the podcast talking about vaginas with Dr. Jackie. And then I'm doing stand up talking about vaginas with strangers. You know what I mean? Like I'm (laughs) still kind of talking about the same thing, just in a different way. And so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, It's, it is like letting it integrate is interesting. Yeah, it's like it opened up a, a way for you to let your inhibitions down a little bit because you don't you're not like in front of an audience waiting for a laugh, but you're still like freeforming it, like just talking. Yeah, that's I like that. Because you know, like being a podcaster, you know, like your brain starts to just naturally, whether it's comedy or storytelling or something really serious, like conversation is just like an improvisational exercise, basically. Mm-hmm. So your brain starts to let itself find the conclusion naturally, mm-hmm. you're trusting that speaking part of you, right? So right. like maybe when you first started, and I remember when we first started, we'd be like, you know, yeah. like we'd be like, oh, we're talking and we're trailing off. And we're, like, we don't know where we're this still train there. is going. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, there's a tangent that went on for, yeah. Yeah. That we yeah. didn't go anywhere. And I think so over time, you kind of get better of like, just like bringing it back around. Mm-hmm. And that trust in the free flowing nature of conversation is something that I think podcasting makes you like really good at. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was like, I've had like improv experience and, and all that jazz from acting school, but like podcasting, my voice, what? Like that was such a, a, a fucking weird jump, but i I've learned like it's like it's like a different a different like language. Yeah. And it's way different from like I'm I'm a musician and so I'm like I'm used to singing on the mic. Like I know what I sound <laughs> like singing, but I when we first like were test recording ourselves, I was like I uh, I never need to hear myself speak again. <laughs> like, yeah, I hate my voice. I don't need, this doesn't need to happen. Yeah. And then it's just like getting used to it. Yeah. <laughs> For the but, first year of our show, we would like record and then we would get in the elevator and we'd like, there. I can remember like a thousand of these moments, Elizabeth, we'd get in the elevator and be like, that was cool, right? Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> and then we'd like, by the, we were only on like the fourth floor and then we get down to the bottom and, and, and one of us would inevitably be like, Wait, what was I talking about? Oh my God, I hate the way I sound. Wait, what the fuck? Do we need to re-record it like every time? Literally. We were like in a fucking full spiral. 
<laughs> fucking it triggered. Really is, yeah, that really is what it is. Like we're just like, yeah. uh. And then we started um like January 2020. So two months later, it's all it's all been like pandemic for us. So <laughs> yeah, far. we're like we're gonna meet so many people in person. It's gonna be, and we're like, oh, we got to adapt yeah. to what we don't even know what but we're it, doing. It really is like, yeah, I know, I know what you're saying, and you and. I just, as a listener too, which I actually use, I, in my mind, when we're strategizing, like, where do we want to go? What, what do we want to, obviously the genre is different, but in terms of how you guys take people along the ride and how we feel, we get to know you really well. And you guys handle, I I feel like, I mean, it's not my life, so I can't say, but I feel like I know you really well without it being like unnecessarily and overexposed. Although I know like who you're dating and, (laughs) but it's just like, it's a, it's a fine line and it's something that you guys have learned to walk beautifully. And then on top of that, the things that you all, that your sponsors over the years, I looked around my house the other day and I was literally like, okay, um, Thrive Market, I have a Quip, I have a, but like all, like so many things I've heard about from your guys' show that I'm like, I found other podcasts from your show, like Natch Butte and uh, so many that I'm just, and that's awesome. And I also was going through like a really, the last five years of my life were really, really dark and heavy at times. There's a lot of, a lot of struggling going on. And I would put you guys, I would drive 20 minutes to the gym every morning and listen to that's our retrograde for literally like four years. And it was just my morning time. And my, it was a perfect balance to me of like light and comedy, but it was really would like spiritually feed me and like get me through things that, and seeing I talk to Alyssa, I reference you guys all the time and not just as like a fangirl, which I am, but like in terms of like, this is how I want to touch people, like make people laugh and also really get them, uh, uh, help evolve their life and like get them through things and improve their quality of life. And yeah, you guys are just fucking killing it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my but God. I'm, I'm crying. crying. <laughs> <laughs> Success. Wow. Yeah. It, it is like, we're all <laughs> Thank you so much for saying that. Oh my god! I I literally, I called, I called Jordan, my (laughs) friend who's works with Ambi, and when I told, when I found out you guys were going to be on, I was like, I get Stephanie and Elizabeth are coming on the podcast, and she was like, When is it? Because she, yeah, she has been going through a lot too over the last couple years, and both of us just like it really became like that was my one solid morning routine where I was like, I just need this to set my day right, and didn't matter what the topic was, but. Yeah, it's like creating. I wanted to ask you guys about like once you created your family, like what what would you say the biggest thing is that you've learned from your community of listeners? It's a really great question. Um, well, I've learned that they can make us cry. <laughs> yes, new finding. <laughs> We're still discovering things on the daily. Um, I think it's that like more of us want the same things than we realize when we're walking around in our own little bubble. Yeah. And it's been such an honor to be the person who, to be the people's, you get it. The people? Um, (laughs) Yes. But um, who can like be walking that walk and basically being like, and, you know, come on and like just, seeing how many, seeing the growth of the listeners, not like the growth of how many people listen, which also Mm -hmm. thank you, but (laughs) like the personal growth that every individual who's listening to the show is, 
experiencing and like their dedication to their own self work and how many people have, uh, you know, followed their dream, quit their job, Mm -hmm. like started a business, like moved a city or just been in that place of following their heart. Like, I think that the lesson is just, there's such a, the community is so important Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and sharing your vulnerabilities is so important. Yeah. You're not by yourself ever. Even when you think that you are, there's so many other people that are going through the exact same thing of you, maybe in different shades. Right. And it's not a, it's actually a strength to share those things as it can feel like a weakness because your ego is like, I'm being too exposed, but what it does for people listening. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's so many things I could say. I, I, I'm so grateful that people trust us. Mm -hmm. Me too. Yeah. Do you ever, I wonder too, and this could be like kind of weird, but like, do you ever feel an imposter syndrome when it comes to things like that, when you're hearing different things from your community and you're just like, was that, yeah, I I do feel that way. You know, that kind of like a. When I'm like smoking a spliff and having a glass (laughs) of wine at like 4 PM. uh, Yeah. (laughs) I feel like I can't believe people listen to me. <laughs> yep, yep. I don't know. It's funny. We get asked about imposter syndrome a lot. Oh, wow. And for me, I don't think I have that. I more am like, I feel like I'm under this clock of like wanting to achieve everything that's like I want to. Oh. It's like more, that's yeah. more my Achilles heel than imposter syndrome. I've always, I said that, I would always say this when I was, like really young. And I I think it definitely needs like reframing, but I would always be like, you know, my biggest fear is to not live up to my potential. Mm. Like I don't use those phrases anymore, but that's more of how I feel like, as like, am I doing enough? Yeah. Am I like hitting all, checking all the boxes that I'm capable of? Like that's more my kind of like dark passenger passenger. (laughs) versus like an imposter syndrome. That to me, I feel like, come up a lot with the social media of it all and all Mm. of that. And I just don't think imposter syndrome is like, I think it's like a very ego driven fake thing. Yeah. Actually, if if anyone were to really take some time to sit with it, you could eradicate it pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, if you're like, if you're a podcaster, you're a podcaster, you're doing it. Like if you're, you know, loving your, your look on, then post it on Instagram. Like you're loving your look and posting it on Instagram, right. you know, yeah. like tag those brands, like live your life. Like, I just don't think that it's like, I think it's like this really surface level, uh, experience that a lot of people have that I wish I could just be like, boop, that's not a thing. Yeah. You're done with it. Move on. <laughs> yeah. It's not that deep. Yeah. yeah. I think that we need to remember that social media is a performance. Yeah. And it's in every way performative, mm-hmm. even when it's vulnerability, it's performative. Like, yes. and uh, none of us yeah, well. are outside of that. Just the nature of being like, I'm doing something and I want to show you, like, right. that's the performance. Yeah. Like, that's you weird. decided to turn your phone on <laughs> and you you faced it at yourself. That's all a decision that you just know. It's just natural that the camera finds me. Yeah. I, when I quit <laughs> social media last summer, I, when I tried to get back on, I literally was having like, deep sadness because I was like, oh my God, everyone inside of Instagram is mentally ill. Like we're all not okay. And like when I tried to make a story, like for the first time being like, okay, I'm back. (laughs) I was like, 
how do I speak to myself? Yeah. Like, I didn't understand what so, was happening. Alyssa and I worked so just, with a guy who was a, a shaman and he he was on our podcast last year, but I remember him telling me he, he does ayahuasca trips like every so often. He's like deep in it. What's his name? Uh, Rudy Boneg. He, okay. Yeah, he's amazing. We're like, just yeah, he's in he's in one of our previous episodes. Yeah, but he uh, cool. literally, I will just like talk and talk his ear off and ask questions forever and ever. But he was explaining to me how when he's been on these ayahuasca trips because they all like set their phones to the side, obviously because they're not like scrolling Instagram while they're tripping. But he said that what he's like a couple. What well, can you find about your child self in the <laughs> yeah, exactly. other people's stories? Say <laughs> so. He was yeah. like, um, one time he had either his phone rang or he had to like was gonna go check an email. I don't know. In the middle of his trip, and he went over to his phone and he's like, he's like Molly, I just saw it. It was all these negative. There were all these particles bouncing around my phone, and I just felt the negativity. It was all negative, and he's like, I just, and but I believe it. I'm like, that's really what it is. Like. You like Stephanie when you were like, oh, I just picked my phone back up and I just felt like this darkness of all these people in here are. And he was explaining that he was visually seeing it at the time and like the particles bouncing around his phone. And then, yeah, he just all he would always talk about that. And I'm like, I, uh, I don't not believe you. <laughs> like, I fully <laughs> think that's true. Totally. Yeah. 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 So it's like when we get to the imposter syndrome thing, it's like Elizabeth that's such good advice because it's like, just do what you're doing. Like, and if you feel like an imposter, maybe that's because you're not actually doing what you're saying that you're doing. Right. Or maybe you just need to like do more. Like you need to like try harder. Or you're not doing what you want to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that's okay. That's the other thing. I feel like, I feel like we kind of live in this like really like, I don't know, like weak-minded society in a way (laughs) where like everyone like needs to feel like, they're doing amazing by just doing like nothing. Yep. And it's like, no, <laughs> right. you have to work. You have, no. to, yeah. you have yeah. to try hard. You know what I mean? Like it's so millennial to be like, but I'm owed stuff. And it's yeah. like, right. Yeah. No, you're not. Right. Fuck. Yeah. You know, you're owed like, okay, healthcare. Sure. Like we all want to fight for basic human rights. Obviously right. that's not what I'm talking about. But what I'm talking about is like, when you're trying to get your career or get your creativity or whatever, like yeah. you have to be out on those streets, like literally, like when I was coming up in comedy, I was out every single night going to three different open mics yeah. every single yeah. night for fucking years. Did yeah. I like love those times all the time? No. Right. But I was like, this is the only way that I'm going to get better at this thing. And sometimes when you're building something and growing, you have to like put the time in and over time, the time gives you confidence. So, right. Right. that's really like imposter syndrome could just be you being lazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's and also, like, people, it's so true. And people feeling the need to, to share everything along the way where you might start to feel like an imposter because you're spending more time posting about it than doing it. Exactly. But if you were to just do it. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like you have to check the source of like actually what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's very, very good advice. Fuck. Um, <laughs> she's world. like having a moment. She's like having a break. She's like, sorry, did I trigger you? What's going on? <laughs> no, I'm fine. I'm fine. You're just like, fuck. Yeah, fuck. Staring off in fuck. the face. Um, <laughs> like deleting my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um, we did want to, I know you guys have to go, um, but lastly, as a baby podcast, also started by two best friends and we're trying to grow a community um, and a business and a brand and all of that. Um, what would be your advice? You know, we're at this level now where we've like, we didn't miss a week. We're just like consistent a whole year of it. We did it every 
you know, got our guests and yeah, you guys are our first manifest destiny list, but we're really trying to like, okay, this year is our level up. We try to get sponsors. We try to build our community in any realm, whether it's like logistics or just building your community. Do you guys have any advice that you would, that's vague, but (laughs) we'll take whatever. Yeah. So where are you guys with the sponsor? We don't, we're putting together a brand deck right now because I was just Googling how to get sponsors. Yeah. I think having a beautiful, um, press kit mm-hmm. that you guys put together. I love using Canva. Me I think too. it's an amazing platform that's super intuitive to use. Mm-hmm. Get that pro account. Totally I worth have it. That. Yeah, and put in, just like tell the story of your show in a really clear, bullet pointed, uh, concise document mm-hmm. that is beautiful. I think that like and then and and that speaks to the brand and and what you guys are all about that's not too wordy. Right. So have that dialed in and ready to go and then I think the best next step is to reach out to brands. Do you have any relationships with brands that are existing? We have a friends few, with yeah. companies. Yeah. Like really starting from like like uh, to go back to what we were saying with um you know working within your pool the pool of talent within your friends who you know maybe somebody as a friend of a friend who might have a brand that's looking to get exposure. Like, I don't think you necessarily have to go to the route of like the ritual vitamins and like all of those brands that are already doing huge ad spends on podcasting. That's great. But like, what about brands who might not have that same exposure? Like you guys are based in LA. Like there could be like a local, uh, company that might, um, be really interested in getting their feet wet with podcasting, podcast advertising. Mm-hmm. So like kind of doing like that door to door, like reaching out, personalizing, you know, we have this podcast, we're centered around this, we're based here in LA. Would you be interested? And then kind of just do the math and figure out like how, what number feels good to you. Right. Like right. I don't really think this like, you know, price per download thing really Mm. works for everybody. Mm -hmm. Like if you guys have this engaged audience and this crew of people that are listening to you and listening to what you say, that is huge. Like if you're guaranteeing a certain amount of eyes and ears onto whatever you're talking about, especially if it's a brand that wouldn't, that hasn't maybe experienced pod advertising before, Mm -hmm. that is just an, um, I think everybody wants to be um, in the space in one way or another. So starting with that and um, kind of going just like a grassroots route is the best place to start explaining who you are and what you're doing and then like reaching out to brands that you love that you think are cool. Yeah, Yeah. that's really... So starting with that and not being overwhelmed by the industry standards because those are bullshit and those industry standards... No one knows what industry standards are for podcasting. <laughs> We're just building this industry now. Yeah. So people need to settle down when they say that. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Yeah, like Jesus. deeply, deeply grateful. I feel like it's very surreal. I feel like I blacked out that whole time because um, it's like why <laughs> I see your faces yeah. all the time and I've listened to you for like what feels like my whole life. And here yeah. you are. Um, yeah. Thank you. Oh my God. I think I blacked out during that interview, but I hope it went well. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm. I'm drunk. <laughs> I'm. Thank you so much, Stephanie and Elizabeth. This was um, a dream come true for us. Stephanie and Alyssa. 
Stephanie, you wanted to say Stephanie. I did, yeah, I did, but um, I didn't. So. I'm taking over that so retrograde, guys. Uh, leaving Molly <laughs> so, in the dust. Yes. Bye. Bye. Um, really grateful that they took the time out of their busy schedules to meet with us, to talk with us, and you all. And um, you know, if you haven't picked up on it already, obviously listen to That's So Retrograde on all streaming platforms. Um, sign up for their newsletter on That's So Retrograde.com. And check out their merch. They have really good merch drops. Um, they do some collabs, really cute stuff. Um, Instagram, they're on Instagram um, at So Retrograde. And then individually at Elizabeth Cott, K-O-T-T, and S Simbari, S-I-M-B-A-R-I. So check them out individually. Um, if we have new listeners here who hopped over to listen to them on our show and you're that so retrograde listeners, yeah, what up? welcome. And I really, really hope you stick around and give our pod a shot because we're a little baby. Baby pod just trying to grow up and be in the adult world. Yeah, we're in puberty. Help. Um, so we are on Instagram at the SOS pod, um, mm-hmm. Twitter and YouTube SOS with Molly and Alyssa. Yep. Um, and uh, we're on Patreon, y'all. Yes. So if you like us, you're, you want more of more of more of this, <laughs> more this. you're going to get uh, for just three dollars a month or seven dollars a month or eleven dollars a month. You're going to get more. Of yeah, we're you're cheap. gonna get uh, we're cheap. <laughs> Hell yeah, <laughs> spread that around. Um, you're gonna get more goodies, more bonus content, um, extended interviews, merch, some mm-hmm. like secret OG limited edition merch. Right. Um. Yeah. So please check us out on Patreon. Um. Subscribe, review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you find podcasts. Shout out Black Lives Matter. Always. Um. And always. And yeah, we love you guys. And my, uh, I'm Molly Cottrell. I'm I? Alyssa Rosano. <laughs> Who am I? And here's to turning meltdowns into <laughs> Okay, so what, that was great. What did we all think about that? I liked that. I loved it so much. That was like such a fun convo. And I, I can't wait to like hang out with them in real life. Same. Right? Yeah. We actually were on a few other shows in the past two weeks that I wanted to shout out. Well and Good. You guys know them. You love them as a uh, hub for all info in this world of wellness that we tend to talk about. Mm-hmm. They started a podcast and Stephanie and I were lucky enough to be guests on it talking about our opinions around astrology. We also got to check out Ronan Levy's podcast. You guys, we had him on our show talking about ketamine and we did a little, as they call in the biz, a swap and got to be on his show Field Tripping and the ladies of Los Angeles had us on their show. I don't know if you were able to check out our episode with them, but it was so great. And then we went on their show and talked about wellness trends in TikTok, on TikTok, which... This grandma right here didn't know that was a thing until until said convo. Wait, so where did we land, you know, with your joining of TikTok? Because I remember on that on that pod, you and I were like, should we or shouldn't we? You know, personally, for me, this I'm just taking a taking the finger off the scroll button in general. I just think that it's really healthy to take some breaks. Mm-hmm. So I met a non-social media of any kind at the moment. Oh, really? You're off all yeah. of them? Yeah. Wow, good for you. Yeah, just, you know, I think it's important to just 
really, I think I was feeling very in need of just like somewhere else to put my attention artistically, creatively, all of that. And I think the only way to, to get new inspiration is to switch up what you're doing. And what have been some of the things that you have been doing instead? Like, are you writing? Are you, are you painting? Are you, are you uh, sewing? What's going on? Ooh, sewing sounds really fun. To be honest, I am working on up my backyard. I'm doing like a full redo for spring, summer, new furniture, new plants, all that stuff. So I'm in planning mode right now. Okay. And that's what I, my little gift to myself for my birthday. I love that. Some new backyard furniture. Oh yeah, Elizabeth's birthday this week. Y'all wish her a happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy Thank birthday. You. Guys, I think that's where we should end. Everyone go over to... Definitely send me a message on Instagram. Instagram. No. <laughs> and wish Elizabeth a happy birthday. She'll I mean, get it in a few weeks. Who doesn't, who doesn't love like a birthday greeting? So I'm certainly going to pop back in on my birthday because, you know, this year it's really been one of the main modes to be able to connect with people. But I think it's it feels so nice to not... I especially having like a digital job, it can just be a lot. Totally. And I just think like I feel like my Instagram inbox has become another email address mm-hmm. and it's just a lot to manage. And I just wanted to take a moment. So I respect I did. that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Love yeah. That so so much. guys, check out Molly and Alyssa. We adored this combo. Thank you to them for letting us basically steal it off of their platform and put it back onto ours. We appreciate it so much and give them a listen. They are a great show. Two really smart, wonderful hosts. Mm-hmm. And um, these smart and wonderful hosts will see you next week. See you next week, folks. Thanks for listening and check out our merch and, uh, you know, rate and review, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. There's some things be retrograde. So we